I sat down with attorney and executive director of New Energy Economy, Mariel Nanasi, to talk about the dangers of coal ash and what New Mexicans can do about it. This week, um, I had the privilege to go travel to Chicago and testify before the EPA at um, coal ash hearings. And in 2015, um, President Obama um, adopted an extremely weak um, coal ash rule. And what is coal ash? Coal ash is the ash that, just like in your fireplace, when you burn wood, it forms um, at the bottom of your fireplace. Coal ash is the waste that is produced when coal-fired electricity is burned. And that is one of the largest industrial waste streams, if not the largest, in the entire country and in the world. We have so much coal ash in the United States that we could um, have train loads full to the moon. And it is a very, very toxic substance. And those toxins, if they are ingested or breathed by us, cause um, respiratory illness, birth defects, cancers of all kinds. And um, it was rather shocking. And I work in the energy field. And I've been working about coal ash for 10 years. Um, But to go to this hearing in Chicago, where people came from 22 different states and two um, indigenous tribal nations and just spoke from the heart and um, about the absolute danger they and their communities are in from being poisoned. Our government is allowing industry to poison us. It isn't anything greater, you know, it, 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 that's what it is. That's what it is. And the thing is, is that like, as we were there, there's 2 million tons of coal ash leaking into Lake Michigan, Lake Michigan. And but people came from Nevada and Alabama and Georgia and us, we came from New Mexico. And the situation is, is, um, is that it's not only that the coal ash leaks into these waterways, but of course those waterways migrate, right? right. They start at one place and they go to wherever they're going. Um, and then they contaminate the water for millions and millions of people. And um, it is just rather startling. And that's what I mean. It's shocking to, to understand the magnitude of the problem and how poisonous and dangerous this really is. And what happens here in New Mexico today is that Four Corners is leaking coal ash waste into first the no-name wash. That's what it's called, no-name wash, which eventually migrates into the San Juan River. Well, who uses that San Juan River? Indigenous farmers use that San Juan River to 
to water their crops. Right. Some people, some people get drink water from there, and it's ironic, but people from Albuquerque and Santa Fe get their water from that San Juan River, but before the outtake is before it reaches the San Juan plant or the um, Four Corners plant, but not the indigenous people who live downstream of both of those plants. And it is just nothing short of environmental racism and and poisoning, like I said. This is this is so serious. The Biden EPA administration coalition rule is far better than the Biden than the Obama rule. Unfortunately, that's not enough. There's still loopholes in it. And it's got this arbitrary distinction, like based on dates of when the coal ash was produced or where it's located or if it is at this moment being um, touching water or not, because it might touch water. Like in the situation with the San Juan generating station, PNM's own witnesses testified that the coal ash will become in contact with water. The question is when, and the question is how. Will it be from rainwater? Will it be from groundwater? Will it be from both? Will it migrate to the San Juan River? And so we, along with a bunch of other groups, in the 2023 legislature passed a bill that said we need to have an independent assessment of, of San Juan and of all the contamination, not just coal ash contamination, that's there. So, because frankly, NMED has accepted what PNM has filed with them, but hasn't gone out and done an independent assessment of all the contamination. And, and, and it might be this moment contaminating um, the San Juan River. We don't know. Um, but they've had so many spills over the years. Um, I think since 2014, there's been 22 um, major, the word major is not my word, it is actually P&M's word, um, 22 major spills um, at P&M of, and you know, they call it spills. But, but that's like a misnomer too, because you think, well, I spilled some milk or I spilled some coffee or something like that. Well, no, these are discharges. Some of them, yes, true, it's only a couple of gallons, but some others are a million gallons or more. Some were remediated that day and some went on for months uncleaned up. And this is like, you know, I think about what I tell my, what I told my kids when they were little, you know, and they had they were playing with blocks or something like that, and their blocks were all over the living room floor, and then they were like, oh, you know how I want a new distraction, I want to go get on my bike now or whatever it is, but you say as a parent, no, no, first clean up this mess that you've made, and then you can go do that, but here, government whose responsibility is to hold these corporations accountable have failed, have failed in their, in their responsibility. They have abdicated their responsibility to hold these corporations 
accountable to clean up their mess. And this mess is not blocks on the living room floor. This mess is poison that's going into our waterways and contaminating our waterways for the health of our people, for animals. Um, and, you know, it's no wonder that so many people have cancer and cancer is ubiquitous now. What have we accepted? What have we accepted um, in this world? And it's very, very it's, it causes a lot of stress and anxiety for the people who have been poisoned and for the people who are potentially going to be poisoned. And this is what we're doing to our fellow um, brothers and sisters. And it is, it's criminal in my mind. And why is the government abdicating its responsibilities? The corporate interests matter more than life, you know, and... That's what I can't, there's no other conclusion that I can come to but that, that it would be expensive for them. Well, um, I believe in 2022 or 2021, I think it was 2022, the coal, world coal um, corporations made $97 billion. And, you know, it's all about money. It's all about money. And I'm not saying that you, you people don't, People need money to live, but this, it's just greed over life. That's what this is about. And unfortunately, these industries have such outsized interests in the government and the government is like afraid to act and they have been absorbed by the corporate um, desires <laughs> to make more money at the expense of life itself. And um, we're killing each other. And it's a war on people because the 1% is making all this money. Um, and we are in a very bad situation when that, um, well, we're seeing it, right? We're seeing this incredible climate crisis. We're seeing it, this incredible economic crisis. We're seeing the greatest inequities um, between the richest 1% and everyone else in the world and the world is suffering and it's crying out. And so we're seeing uh, as a result of these same failed policies, these same um, corrupted influencing on government because the government has chosen the corporation's interests rather than protecting the people's lives, right? So we're seeing some of these results. We're seeing them in heat domes and we're seeing when I was in Chicago, it was so full of smoke. The air was so full of smoke from the Canadian wildfires that are driven by climate change that you couldn't even see the Chicago skyline. Like as you're approaching it, like in it, when you're in it, you couldn't even see down the block. You couldn't see. Yeah. That's how thick the smoke was in the air. And so we're, we're, we are, this is another way we're poisoning people. And um, I don't know what it's going to take for people to wake up and to demand something different of the government. And we're seeing some shifts for sure, I think, in who's being elected, but it's not fast enough. And I don't know if it's going to be in time. Similar to the skyline in Chicago, do we have any obvious wake-up calls here in New Mexico regarding our coal ash? Well... One of the things is, is that Four Corners 
has produced 89 million tons of coal ash. And, um, and I think 4 million tons of toxic discharge, discharge, discharge goes into the no name wash every day. And P&M San Juan plant is closed. Thank goodness. After 50 years, finally of working hard to close that plant. But now we have to deal with this waste that's, that's there. Oh, I see. Because even though the coal plant is out of operation, it's still inundated with coal ash, right? Right. And what they've done is they've, they've disposed it in two ways. One is P&M at, at the San Juan plant is they put the coal ash back into the mine with just a little bit of um, mine spoils is what they call it on top of it. And then a little bit of dirt on top of that. So that's one way that they've disposed of it. Mm. The other way is to like literally build mountains of coal ash and then they put it, um, I think like 15 feet of dirt on top of that. Um, both of those are inadequate to protect us from it leaching into the groundwater, which is very high. The groundwater is very high in that area. Um, and so that's what we are concerned about. And that's what we want to study um, and find out and make sure that the company, that's another part of my job, is to make the company pay for this cleanup, not the ratepayers. Um, and that's a whole nother topic of discussion, which is who pays for this mess? They've benefited, they've profited, PM in the San Juan case, APS, which stands for Arizona Public Service. They're the operator of Four Corners, and they've um, primarily paid, but they, there's other, uh, primarily benefited. There are, um, other co-owners of four corners as well, including P and M is a co-owner with APS of the, um, of the four corners plant, but not a, a big owner. P and M is only a 13% okay. shareholder of that plant, but APS is something like, I don't know, 60% owner or something like that of that plant. Um, so we have to get it cleaned up and we have to make them pay for the cleanup. That's what's on the agenda. Awesome. What is, what are you working on right now to, to fight them? Well, the first thing is, is that we want to have, EPA do a fulsome rule that incorporates all these all these coal ash sites. So forget about these arbitrary distinctions that I spoke of before, which is to, you know, say, oh, this coal ash will regulate this. We won't. No, it all has to be regulated. So that's the number one big call that people from environmental justice advocates from all over the country are calling for is to strengthen the rule and make it comprehensive, and then finalize it, and then enforce it. That's sort of the steps. Um, and in the meantime, we want to get as much press um, about it, and we want people to know about it. Um, and people have shared their stories from all over the country about these absolute excesses of waste and them being 
being discharged into different waterways all over. The Kingston Fossil Plant Coal Fly Ash Spill was an environmental and industrial disaster that occurred on December 22, 2008, when a dike ruptured at a coal ash pond at the Tennessee Valley Authority's Kingston Fossil Plant in Tennessee, releasing 1.1 billion gallons of coal fly ash slurry. And I think that there was for days, many, many days, maybe as long as almost a year, the, they had to provide water, bottled water to the people there. Wow. The people who cleaned it up, 50 of those people have since died. Those 50 people who were a part of the cleanup died. And one of the people who, whose husband did the cleanup, who's dead, she, she testified at the EPA hearing with me on, um, on Wednesday in Chicago. And she said, you know, we had dreams of him retiring and of us taking some trips and, you know, we're just humble people. Um, and now he's dead because he cleaned up this mess. And she said, I never knew what coal ash was. And I never knew, you know, how toxic it was until I had to learn. And that was because he died. But 50 people had died, have died since then who cleaned up that 1.1 billion gallons of coal ash slurry. The thing that's important about this is that EPA is taking um, comments until July 17th. So you could go to newenergyeconomy.org and um, send a, a comment to EPA. You could also, there's a Zoom meeting that's going to happen on July 15th um, if people want to talk about this uh, and and talk about how uh, how critical it is to have a fulsome rule, a comprehensive rule that says, this is the most important thing to say, and that is we want all coal ash sites um, to be included in the rule, and then we want enforcement of that rule. We want the rule to be finalized and then enforced. Um, so those are the three biggest points to, to, to say in any comment, whether it's written or you go on Zoom, um, or you just want to send a, uh, an automatic email to EPA. But we really need to highlight the danger of coal ash and how this will cause harm. It is preventable. It's foreseeable. So the real issue is, is the government going to do its job?